Somebody sent me this amazing, amazing write-up of his own experiences by the Skolene Rebbe Zatzal, and he sent it in English. I'm going to read it for you. It's called The Chosen One. It is past 1.30 in the middle of the night when I go into the holy room of the Skolene Rebbe Zatzal together with my esteemed wife. The whole city is enveloped in deep sleep, but here by the Rebbe, there's no difference between night and day. The Rebbe is busy with his holy work, while we have the merit to go into him, and as usual, he welcomes us with his holy and bright smile. That is in of itself enough to effuse strength into our broken hearts. With loads of patience and an open heart, like a devoted father, the Rebbe listens as we tell him about our difficulties that we're going through with our beloved daughter that has unfortunately gone astray from the Haimisha path. We tell the Rebbe about our tremendous love that we give her, the heartwarming love that we shower upon her, the support that we show her, and that we make it clear at all times that she remains our daughter despite her outer appearance. All of this is despite the hardships, oceans of tears, heartaches, and countless stones that are placed in our path by our close ones, family and friends. From the Rebbe's eyes there are tears streaming, but his essence, his smile, is shining forth like the glow of the sun. The question that we place before the Rebbe is, why? Why us? What does the Ebishta want from us parents? Why did the Rebbeinu Shalom destine for us to go through the worst of pains, the worst physical and emotional pain that a father and mother can possibly go through? For those who don't know, yes, it is by far a lot worse than having a child with the worst physical, physical sickness. We accept it with love, yet we want to understand why. The Rebbe's smile doesn't leave his radiant glow and his tears don't stop running from his eyes. His warm, silk-like hands smooth my hands and he shakes his head lightly while my wife puts forth her questions, pouring out her broken heart, which is filled with so much pain and heartache. The Rebbe is in his elder years, his voice is weak, but his holy answer comes forth strong and clear aiming into the deepest heartstrings within my wife and myself, and like boiling coals, they burn up and flicker. The Rebbe said, The Bashefer knows whom to choose for this holy task. Geba kick, take a look. These neshamas come down to this world for a role that is unknown to us. We don't understand it. Its calculations are from above, from the last Nesiyanis before Mashiach comes. Never before was there such a phenomenon that thousands of children from the most beautiful homes, from parents that gave them the best upbringing, the best chinuch, should fall away in such, such a way, Hashem Yirachim. But we believe, said the Rebbe, that Hashem did it this way and He has an exact calculation and a goal. He wants it to be this way. Nistarim darche Hashem. We don't comprehend but it is possible that Hashem derives more pleasure from these children that are in the deepest of places than from any of our Avoida, Torah, and Tefillah. Even something small that they give away for Hashem in their low situation, even a thought, a sigh, a krechz to Hashem can cause a bigger effect above, a pleasure before Hashem, a even more than our davening ni'ila and our eating matzah. And then the Rebbe added, Hashem doesn't trust these holy neshamas to just anybody. Before they come down to this world, Hashem carefully chooses for them such parents whom He can trust 
that they will protect this guarantor that he gives them. Even though it will come accompanied with so many difficulties, difficulties birachnis uvegashmis, when the parents won't be able to see how their child is not acting on the path of Torah. And despite this, the parents will know and remember that this is the will of Hashem and they will pass this trial with strength. Sadly, not all parents have the strength to withstand this nasayan, this test. And we can't judge them. The pain and emotional agony is very, very strong. Sometimes there are people from the family or from the community that make this test even bigger. And sometimes it's because of the other children in the house that make it hard for the parents to see clearly and to do the Ratzon Hashem, the will of Hashem. But how good it is for you, now and forever. You are the chosen ones from Hashem. He looked down from above before this neshama came down into this world. And he looked for a father and a mother that he can trust with this child. And he chose you. He knew, Hashem knew, that you will have the strength to guard this neshama. And you are proving it with such strength. And then the Rebbe looked me in the eye and said, I'm jealous of you. The Rebbe gave us his holy brachas and then we went out. We hadn't properly digested the Rebbe's deep words when the Gabe called us back, saying that the Rebbe still wanted to add something. Coming into the room, the Rebbe smiled further and he said, You shouldn't think that my words were just to give you chizuk, just to strengthen you in your hard situation. But you should know this is the whole truth and I will prove it to you. What would your parents have done if Chas Shulim, one of their children, would stray from the Yiddish path? I answered the Rebbe to this queer question that my parents would surely have thrown out this child from their home and they wouldn't want to know about him anymore. Then the Rebbe turned to my wife and asked, what would your parents have done if Chas V'Shalom, one of their children, is dressed like the way your daughter dresses today? My wife answered, they wouldn't survive it. They wouldn't be able to keep a child like this at home. And would your siblings go out into the street with a daughter that doesn't dress modestly? Tzniyas? The Rebbe further asked, and my wife answered, surely not. So the Rebbe said, so you have the answer yourself. Surely your families are very fine Eden, but they wouldn't be able to pass this Nisayin. They wouldn't be able to pass this test. They don't have the strength for this specific test, and therefore Hashem didn't give it to them. But not because they raised their children better than you. Not because they davened for good children better than you. This is not the reason that they don't have such a child. Hashem has chosen you because He trusts you. He knows you have the strength to pass this test and guard this precious guarantor that He gave you. And shower it with love and support and support it with devotion despite all hardships. Those are the words of the Skalani Rabbis, Chesiyugan Alayni, to this couple who's doing what you're doing. And then he adds on, as is known, Klal Yisrael is going through an emotional holocaust for the last 25 plus years, Hashem Yirachim, in a way that wasn't seen since the creation of the world. Thousands of children stray from the Yiddish path, including children from all walks of life, from the nicest of families that Klal Yisrael boasts, children from the biggest rabbis, rabbonim, principals, rishishivas, children from the most renowned educators, children from millionaires, or so-called the better homes. Unfortunately, no family is immune to this bitter problem. People who don't know what these children are going through view them as 
Rishoyim, Apikorsim, Mechali Shabbos, Bali Taiva, drug addicts, bad natures, bad midos, etc. Those that do not understand this, don't understand it. But those that do understand the true situation of these children, our children, view them with Rachmanus, compassion, mercy. Because the fact is that these children in their youth went through harsh abuse and trauma, in most cases through some gruesome outsiders, which put their emotional system into complete turmoil, and their heart is full of deep and strong pain, which a healthy person can't even fathom. Take your biggest physical pain that you have ever felt in your life, double it and triple it several times, as the Sfarim as this write, that emotional pain is far greater than physical pain. And that is what these children, our children, are feeling every minute of every day. Their behavior, the way that they dress, is a symptom of the deep agonizing pain that they are experiencing. It is a way that they express their huge pain. When these children take drugs or look at movies for long periods of time, it is to distract them from their pain, just as a physically sick patient eases his pain through medication. We aren't discussing children who grew up by parents who were drug addicts, robbers, and gangsters. These are children who grew up with love and warmth from their father and mother. They went to learn in the best Heimische schools and were as young children such lovable, warm, and precious children. And if they are behaving like this now, there is no other explanation than that which we have just described. Another fact is that these children don't want to be like this. They don't want to act like this. They don't want to dress like this. They know what normal is. They see their friends with whom they grew up. They go to school and cheder and they're happy, serene and excited. Their friends are getting married and building beautiful homes. They so want to be normal like everybody else. In reality though, they just can't. As many times as they tried, it just didn't work because they aren't emotionally healthy. They are suffering from a terrible emotional cancer, Hashem Yirachim, that they haven't chosen for themselves. Only other gruesome people have done it to them with murder, with bloody hands, with blood on their hands, and they really are not to blame. The problems begin when people who don't understand what these kids are going through come and with their, all their ignorance, they judge these children and question their behavior. They yell, Shiksa, Goita, you're a drug addict. Why are you dressing like this? You're embarrassing the family, etc. First of all, who are you? Who are you to say if these children are bad, if they have a choice, if they have a chira? Are you learned to understand these neshamas? Do you have any idea what pain and emotional agony they are going through? When a critically ill cancer patient doesn't wear a shirt, would you go over to him and yell, put on a shirt? How can you go without a shirt? You want to put on, You could put on a shirt, you just don't want to because you're bad. Avada, we would all understand that someone doing that is nothing short of a brutal murderer. When a child whose heart and neshama is filled with deep pain from abuse and trauma goes without a shirt, he's in exactly the same matzav, the same place. When such a child wears a weird hairstyle, it's like a cancer patient whose hair fell out because of chemo. So too with any of the stupidity that these children do. It's nothing different than symptoms to express their terrible sickness, Hashem Yirachim. And if this isn't enough, there will always be all those know-it-alls who will go and tell you precisely why this happened and why this child became like this. They will point fingers on the parents and say, you were too strict, you were too soft, too firm, not firm enough, or all of the above. 
these people will also come and give free advice on how you should relate to your children. And they have complaints about how the parents are treating these children and why you aren't doing this or why you aren't going to this Rav or to that expert. This false belief stems from the fact that because they don't have such a child, that it must be, they feel that it must be that they did a better job at raising their children and therefore they have a better understanding of children. This is exactly what the Skalaner Rebbe proved to be the opposite of the truth. Hashem did not give you such a child because you aren't strong enough or capable enough to handle such a child. And therefore, you're the last person who can give advice in this area. It is astonishing to see at times some people, including brother-in-laws, brothers, neighbors, friends, who come and give unasked advice to parents. And they say with such confidence, you have to do like this, you have to do like that, you have to be stricter, you have to go to this or that therapist, this professional, that professional. You have to put your foot down, you have to have control over these kids, you have to have boundaries. It's so hard to understand what gives them the authority to have an opinion. They never went through such a situation or even something similar. They haven't gone through a training and they've never helped anyone in this matzav ever. And yet, they feel that they're entitled to an opinion. Enough to hear them share their, their say each morning in the mikveh about how President Trump should be dealing with Iran. That's at least a little acceptable. But here we're talking about life and death situations. A brain surgery, an open heart surgery. Where does it come in that they should have days, they should have aids to give, they should have a say, they should have an opinion? By a cancer patient, do you also advise which medicine to give and how large the dose of chemo should be? Here we're dealing with life-threatening questions. And with some wrong advice, you can kill this neshama forever. This child can, because of your advice, Rahman al-Litzlan, chas v'shalom, commit suicide, like so many have. And he, together with all his future generations, can be cut off forever. Can you possibly take responsibility upon yourself to give Aitzis in such a situation? It says in the Zayir HaKadosh that before Neshama comes down into this world, it chooses for itself from which father and mother it wants to be born. And so too, the parents choose the Neshamas of their children. We believe, that this is true. We parents have with such pity, Rachmanus, accepted the request from our dearest children that their neshama has begged us with hot tears before they came down into this world. And they said to us, we want you to be our father and mother. We want you to raise us with love, sympathy, and empathy. Even though we will cause you such anguish and utter pain, you will have so much embarrassment from us, heartache. Nevertheless, we beg of you, don't throw us away. Deal with us with devotion throughout the days and years that we struggle with this sickness. And with such strength have we parents accepted this Zardin with love. We are guarding this precious guarantor that Hashem has given us. And we will pass this test with success. This is the message in the words of the Holy School and And this is what we see by all righteous Jews. The holier they are, the bigger they are in learning, the more they accept the struggling among us. The more they accept these children. The more they have deep empathy towards these children and say that we should give only warmth and love. Because they know the definition of a Yiddish neshama, And they know to value the words of Chazal that teach us that every Jew, even these children, is a chelik al-akami mal, 
mamish, infused with holiness that never ceases to exist. If the neshama is temporarily smeared, broken and shattered to the rock bottom, in, a, in result to a terrible sickness, then the way to deal with it is not to distance and cut off with her or him and all their future generations, chas v'shalom, but rather to shower the child with empathy and love like a withered flower, water them, take care of them until they are once again healthy and alive, and then the neshama will return to their essence, to the shayush elikai be'ezus Hashem. Seeing with what strength these parents of such children are going through this nesayin, this test, and with how much love they accept this gzardin from above, one can simply cry. They have, just like all Jewish parents, hoped to build beautiful Erlecha homes with all their children being God-fearing and righteous. But Hashem had something else in plan for them, that they should struggle with such a child. Such agonizing emotional pain, watching their child in pain physically, emotionally, psychiatrically, and spiritually. One cannot even fathom. But watch these parents transform their home into a hospital and a trauma center, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars going through unbelievable embarrassment and difficulties, walking the streets and going to simchas with a child that barely can dress like a yid, and yet they give such love and warmth to a child that is causing them such pain and anguish and embarrassment. It is much easier to throw such a child out of the house and cut off all connection with him. But these heroic parents take the hard path and with self-sacrifice they heroically show off that which nobody else could have. They bend their head with humility and accept the Xerah from above. And this is the reason why they were granted this child from above. Like the Rebbe said, Hashem knew that they will be able to do this. Rav Yosef Rosenblum's Chusiyaganaleinu, the Rosh Hashiva of Shari Yosher, expressed himself. He said, This is not a punishment, only an opportunity. Not one father or mother could have sinned enough to have merited such a child. Such a child is not a punishment with Hashem punishes parents, only it is an opportunity that Hashem gives parents to see if they will be able to fulfill the task placed upon them. The amazing pleasure the nachas ruach that Hashem has, when He sees the self-sacrifice that these parents portray, is impossible to demonstrate and express. Hashem Kavayochel boasts to His Pamal Yishamala, to all the angels above, and says, Look how holy and dear my children are. I take away from them nachas from their child, and I give them hardships with which they have to contend with. And yet, they continuously pray to me. They believe in me. They accept Xavier with love because they believe and know that this is my will. This is Ratzon Hashem. The tefillah from the father and mother of such a child who accept him with warmth and love, despite his behavior, those tefillahs go up straight to the heavenly throne and shatter through all the skies. They daven and beseech Hashem. We know what it means to have a child who has revolted against his parents. But how do we handle such a child? We don't cast him away, we accept him. And with the biggest Rahmanas, mercy and pity and compassion, we give him everything in the world to show him that we support him and we love him. And if we can do this, then you, Hashem, surely can. On the contrary, for Hashem has it way easier, for he has no neighbors, in-laws, brothers-in-laws, friends that make the pain even bigger. 
Therefore, give your children all good hashpais, even though they don't follow your mitzvahs. Give refuahs and yeshuahs to every member of Klal Yisrael, even if they don't deserve it. Because I too have a child who is undeserving, and nevertheless, I give these things to him. No angel can block such a prayer. Hashem always listens to such a tefillah. And this is exactly what the Pasuk means. Kerachim of Albonim, Kein Terachim Hashem Aleinu. The way that I have pity on my child, simply because he is my child, no difference how badly he is behaving towards me, the fact that he doesn't listen to my rules and boundaries, so too Hashem should have pity on his children, the Jewish nation, and regardless of their behavior, he should bestow only good to all of them. Amen. For comments and to get more articles, email sweetandbroken at gmail.com. S-W-E-E-T-N-B-R-O-K-E-N at gmail.com. Half of a fellow. Wow. Amazing. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.